Fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always happy to be here and to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America's goal is to provide live programming on the Internet worldwide that helps you, the listener, make informed decisions in your personal and professional life. Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And each week I interview national experts on a variety of topics, and today is certainly no exception. You can call us on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at 888-335-5204, or you can listen to the rebroadcast, which is on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Today I have a really great topic. You know, so many times when we talk about relationships, we're addressing women. Well, today we're going to change that. We're actually going to address men. And I have on a, a great guest who's going to talk about this today. My guest is Dr. Scott Halsman, and he is the author of the brand-new book, The Secrets of Happily Married Men. And the subtitle to the book is Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever. Dr. Scott Halsman is a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry and human behavior at Brown University and medical director of the NRI Community Services in Rhode Island. He also has an active practice with a focus on marriage counseling for individuals and couples. And you can log on to secretsofmarriedmen.com. Welcome, Dr. Halsman. Well, thank you. And just before we get started, just to remind people, I now have the domain name drscott.com, so it may be even easier to find me. Okay, good. I'm going to jot that down, drscott.com. Okay, um, why men? Why did you really decide this was important? The studies are fascinating when we look at what causes people to divorce and what helps pre- prevent divorce and keep couples together. Mm-hmm. And what they show is that up to 85% of the divorce can be predicted by, really? a, by a man's behavior, not necessarily a woman's. Now, let me explain. When researcher John Gottman tried to figure out what kept marriages together, and what led to divorces. What he found was that if a man could make adjustments for his wife's opinion, if he could accept her influence, there was an 85% chance that that marriage would stay together. Now, the interesting statistic is this. If women made a shift and did that same thing, there was no difference in the marriage or divorce rates. Hmm. So what it shows me is that if, we're, if, if as a couple we hope to make a dent in marriage, if we hope to make marriages successful, that one of the things we need to do is teach men the way to do it. How interesting. Now, do you think that's because 
the woman, in a sense, in some way has more influence and well, that that's important? I think in the, you know, men typically in our society are viewed as, quote, having all the power. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in lots of different domains, that's, that's probably still true. However, when we take a good look at what happens once the door closes and a man returns back home, I think a lot of men don't at all feel like they have all the power. For instance, about 80% of all or 85% of all of the finances in the house are spent by the, the decisions are made by the wife. About 80% of all the complaints in the household about problems are lodged by the wife. In almost two, uh, almost three quarters of divorces, when they happen, are precipitated. Do you want to guess by whom? The wife. The wife. Sure. She has a tremendous amount of power within the household, and 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 she's basically speaking with her. You know, she's letting her husband know, "I'm not happy." Okay, I'm going to throw something in here now. <laughs> what about the marriages? The long marriages, mm-hmm. uh, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. and the wife thinks she's happy. And all of a sudden, one day, the husband has an affair, cheats on her, has another woman, marries the other woman, and she is turning around saying, I thought we were happy. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a very sad situation. And infidelity is one of the, one of the reasons why marriages do tend to fall apart. Marriage, good marriages require a lot of work. They require a constant challenge. And the, the, the scenario that you've given me, though, of a, of a wife being happy and then all of a sudden her husband has an affair, it could be any scenario. It could also be a wife who's miserable and her husband has mm-hmm. an affair. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is that affairs happen. And I think, I think as a man, and as a man who's talking to other men, I have to let them know that that's, that's not okay. That's mm-hmm. not an option. Mm-hmm. The, the, what's interesting is if you look at divorce statistics on, sec, on second marriages, when the marriage is the person whom the man or woman was having an affair with, the divorce rates are very high. Uh, one study I looked at said only one in seven of those marriages will succeed. The, one, the, set, the ones where the person left someone for someone else. And the, exactly. Marriage. And those two people decide they're going to hook up because they're the perfect soulmates. Right. And lo and behold, um, in very rare circumstances, will, will that marriage last? Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I, I understand. They may last a long time, though, but we don't. We never know that. Well, they, they certainly a lot of them do last a, a long time, but but you know what does that say about the person that steps in and mm-hmm. starts having an affair? Mm-hmm. With someone when they know they're married, mm-hmm. I mean, without sounding too judgmental, you know, you've crossed a, a threshold there, mm-hmm. and uh, we shouldn't allow ourselves as as decent human beings mm-hmm. to go down that road. But we are looking for happiness, right. and that's the important key. We're looking for happiness in marriages. Let's let, let's talk about that because happiness is so individualized. It's very different for different people. Yeah. I mean, in you know, in in one marriage, you could look at one marriage and say. Boy, are they happy. I could never have a marriage like that. But they're happy. And in another marriage, you know, some marriages are almost codependent and some are so independent. And so how, how do you know? You know, is it, is it just a different formula for the two people who happen to, or is, are there general things? 
Well, you know, the whole interest, the whole subject of happiness is a really interesting one. My website, before I got the domain name, drscott.com, was called secretsofmarriedmen.com. Mm-hmm. And the original book was going to be entitled Secrets of Married Men. And my, uh, my editor, who discovered me, so I'm eternally grateful to him, mm-hmm. had pulled me aside and said, Scott, we can't just say secrets of married men. We have to say secrets of happily married men. Because mm-hmm. people just don't want to know how to stay married. Yeah, because a secret could be an affair. <laughs> well, that, it, well that, could, that could be a secret of happily married men, but those certainly are not the secrets that I'm talking about. No, no, not happily married men, but a secret of married a man yes, exactly. could be an affair where the happily married man it wouldn't be. Right, and we're not, I'm trying to get away exactly. Right. It's not, uh, this is not a secret like you've got a website that exactly. you go through every night when you're at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's not the secret we're talking about. Yeah. So, so um, and, and I do, you know, what's interesting about the term happy is I really believe, based on the research I've done and based on the interviews with patients that I've had, that women are much more attuned to the issue of happiness than men are. Men are willing to postpone gratification a long time. Men are willing to say, well, my marriage isn't that happy, but, you know, who's really that happy? Um, whereas women really expect, because the, the, the home is their main domain, in, 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 in a vast majority of cases, women really expect to feel happy. And they look at their husbands and basically say, it's really your responsibility to help me feel happy in this marriage. And is that true? Is it true that women believe that? or is it No, true is that it true that the husband should be responsible for making her happy? Well, of course, we all know as therapists that nobody can be responsible right. for another person's happiness. However, I also think a man should not shy away from that goal. Look, I've got kids, and I don't, without question, my main goal is for them to, to, to feel fulfilled in life, and I'm going to make a lot of sacrifices mm-hmm. to do that. And I'm not going to sit around with my kid and say, I just drove you someplace three days in a row, what are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Because for children, we accept the fact that we're going to dedicate our lives to making them rich and fulfilled so that they can be better people, and, and, and we feel good about doing it. I say, have that same attitude with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's very beautiful. And, and on the other hand, I know your book is for men, but do you think that women should have the same goal? Well, yes, my book is, 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 is entitled for men. But let, let's, let me just first shatter that, that myth. It's not just for men, because... Women really are also interested in learning the secrets that men have used of and, uh, and, and have main, used to maintain relationships. You know, you really bring up an, an, excellent, an excellent question, uh, Patricia, because should women have the same goal? My answer is yes, absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. But I also have to look at the realities of how our society is structured these days. And if I sat down with a woman... And I said, okay, here's your goal. You've got this guy. You married him. Your mission is to make him the happiest man in the world. You need to give him everything you can to help elevate him in society, to make him feel important about himself, and to make him feel accomplished and good about himself, and put aside what you need for the time being until he's at that point. Mm -hmm. Most women would say, the heck I am. 
I, I didn't get this far in the women's movement. I didn't get this far as liberation to do all these things to help elevate his status. What are you talking about? But when I talk to men, men get it. They go, okay, I can do that. Okay, and they can do that because they want to, the woman to maintain the stronghold in the relationship? Well, men, well, they want it because they, men, in, in my experience, men have much, are really very tied into a work ethic. You know, they've grown up around other people that have said, you know, what are you going to do for a living and what's your job going to be and how are you going to get ahead in this world and how are you going to make money? And, and the work ethic is something that men can relate to. In The Secrets of Happily Married Men, the first way, it's the subtitle is Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever, mm-hmm. and the first way is make marriage your job. Mm-hmm. That's a very unromantic notion, but men get it. All right, and we're going to take a, note, a break on that note, and we're going to come right back to that one, Make Marriage Your Job. This is fascinating. My guest today is Dr. Scott Halsman, MD, author of The Secrets of Happily Married Men. And the subtitle is Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever. Dr. Scott Halsman is a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry and human behavior at Brown University. Stay tuned, folks. There's plenty more. You can call us at 888-335-5204. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo, our special guest is Carter Jenkins of Surface. He plays Miles. And we also cover the news and talk about movies. We have a trivia contest and a special report on Doctor Who. That's this week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach, Robin Day, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Did you know the young adult generation, otherwise known as the Echo Boomers, born between the late 1970s and 1995, number 78 million in our population? They are responsible and drink less, smoke less, do fewer drugs, and commit less crime than previous generations. Advocating America's Young Adult with host Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild aggressively addresses the current and cutting-edge issues affecting the young adult. It is a world of inherent unfairness for this age group, and the situation continues to deteriorate. The time for meaningful change has arrived. And our Advocating America's Young Adult is here to make an impact. Tune into Advocating America's Young Adult with host Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific Time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.westcoastbusinessreview.com. West Coast Business Reviews, show me the business, connecting you to the business world. 
Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. So happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. I have a great show today. My guest is Dr. Scott Holtzman, MD. He's the author of the new book, The Secrets of Happily Married Men, Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever. And Dr. Scott Holtzman is a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry and human behavior at Brown University and medical director of NRI Community Services in Rhode Island. He also has a private practice with individuals and couples. You can log on to either Secrets of Married Men or drscott.com. Welcome back, Dr. Holtzman. Great All right, that. let's let's just talk about. Um, we've got to get to that last point that we got. You know, um, the first way to make your marriage work. There are eight, so let's go back over that. Well, the first way is make marriage your job. And we were talking earlier about happiness, and and why I feel like my message really resonates with men, because because when a man goes into work, he might. He doesn't necessarily look to feel happy right away. It's not like he goes in and comes back after the first week. Of course, women are the same way, you know. But uh, no, no one truly can expect to be happy all the time at work. But it, it's not that much of a focus for men. Men won't. Men will try to look for ways to solve the problem, and they recognize they use that work mentality, and they can relate to it. It's very unromantic. But when I tell men to make marriage your job, I'm saying, think about what your job description is. No one really told you what husband would be, but set your objectives. Know what they are. If you have goals, you can design a plan, and then you can stick with the plan, and you can succeed mm-hmm. at, at making your wife happy and consequently bringing yourself to a, to, a, to a place where you're happy. Interesting. All right, one of the things that you have as a myth, which is interesting, is you say that compromise isn't always the best answer. And talking about your true feelings may do more harm than good, and couples therapy can be dangerous. Wow. Those are controversial. Where, where do I start? <laughs> I mean, well, uh, let's start with the first one. Uh, we think that compromise is the answer. We think that we should talk about our feelings all the time, and we all think we should be in therapy. So you're saying no. Yeah. Tell us why. Well, I think there's a, there's a certain sense that we get that we're going to look for resolution to our problems, and we're going to seek high and low to do it. And one very startling statistic is, of course, that most couples that are successfully married actually never resolve. About 69 70% of their big-ticket items are never resolved, even after five years. So... When you go to therapy expecting to resolve problems, it doesn't work. And one of the strategies that therapists often use is this idea of compromise. Let's mm-hmm. compromise. Well, frankly, you know, I have to say, Patricia, if I want to go to California and you want to go to Florida, what's the compromise? Kansas City? <laughs> Very good. I mean, so we can't, you know, we, we can't look to, to try to find the solution 
by by one person. I think it's more important than compromise to really understand uh, who who's the main person driving the value here. Who cares the most? Right. And what's interesting when I talk to men is most men will say about eighty five percent of the issues in the house I don't really care that much about. My wife and I just had this this discussion about whether or not we were going to get um, whether or not we were going to get um, flooring put down where there are carpets upstairs in the kids' room. And this was one, this truly was one that I absolutely felt I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into the reasons, etc. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically, this is about, about a year and a half this has been brewing, and finally she lays down on the bed. Out of nowhere, she says to me, sometimes you just have to make a decision. And she looked at me, and I said, it's about the flooring, isn't it? She said, how did you know? Um, you know, the bottom line is we're either going to have carpet or we're going to have wood. But that's not going to be a compromise. Mm-hmm. One of us has to recognize mm-hmm. who this is important to, help the other person understand why it's mm-hmm. important, and then let go. Mm. Now, that sounds great. What happens when it's a big one for both of you? Well, when it's a big one for both of you, my, my objective is this. My position as a husband is to say, my primary objective is to make my wife happy. That's my goal. That's my mission. Now, if what she wants to do, for instance, is have an affair with the mailman, because that's what's going to make her right, happy. Right, that's a boundary that we're not going to cross. There's right. no question. It's just, right. I'm, you know, then, then I have to say that, that what you choose to do will make me so profoundly unhappy. And it won't work. That it's untenable. It. And usually, I mean, again, I'm sure you can think of some example where that's not true, but usually she can understand that. And then she can choose to do it anyway. Right. And we'll just pick up the pieces and see where it goes. So but, I, it, I, but unless it's at that level, I say, okay, you win. Got it. Unless it's at the level of, of really harming or breaking the relationship. Right. right. Then and for me, let it go. It's what's going to make her happy. And, and ultimately, really, does it matter that much to me? And often don't you think that many times when she's happy or you see her happy and she's smiling and you're happy? Oh, my God. That is, you don't know how true that is for a man. If I take my wife to the movies and she likes the movie, I feel like I'm king of the hill. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yes, mm-hmm. I wrote that movie, I produced it, and she's happy with it. You know, I feel so much like it's so important to see her happy. Uh, and... And I want to do what makes her happy because it does make me feel that touches a chord inside of me. I, do you think another thing, though, when you hear from your wife, and, and, I, and I'm turning it a little bit, but don't you think another thing that makes happy married men happy is when the wife tells them that they're wonderful, when the wife says, I missed you, I really care about you, I really love you, you know, that really meant a lot to me. Isn't that all part of that, too? I really believe that men do want to feel like they are making a profound impact in their wives' lives. And I think one of the ways women can do that is to say, you're my hero. Mm-hmm. I think you're great. I just mm-hmm. adore you so much. Mm-hmm. And to show it physically, too, because you remember that, that, that physicality means, you know, is, is a much stronger way of communicating for men than, uh, than, than women frequently. So, yeah, to, to say and to show that, that he is just the apple of her eye is very powerful for women, and I really mm-hmm. suggest that your listeners do that. Mm-hmm. Where's the harm? Mm-hmm. Let's, um, let's talk about the S word. 
<laughs> the S that ends in X. Um, well, it's the Internet now, so we're okay, right? Yeah, right, right, exactly. You're exactly right. It's not my other program where I'd have to be a little more careful. Um, how important really is sexual intimacy in a relationship? Well, here's the answer to that. If your relationship is going well and you're really in tune with that person, it's not that important. Maybe it's 20%. But if your relationship is going badly, and studies say that it accounts for 50 to 75% of your unhappiness. So how's that for important? Mm. So is it more the sex or is it more the intimacy then? I think for men it's, it's well, you know, it's interesting because in women tend to split up sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and men tend to lump them together. For men, having a sexual interaction with your wife is a very profound form of attachment. It's a very mm-hmm. profound form of communicating how close he feels. Don't you think that can be true for women, too, though? Women will say, well, yes, it can be. Um, but women will say, I really, really feel comfortable enjoying sex with my husband when I feel emotionally connected to him. They're much more likely to say that. It, yeah. However, men are much more likely to say, I feel emotionally connected to my wife once we've had sex or when we're having sex. Interesting. And women, sure, women do. One of the things that I talk about in The Secrets of Happily Married Men is that women are much more inclined to want to have sex in the time in, in, their, in their menstrual cycle when they're fertile and and. Rates of sex goes up 24% in women in the, in the three or four days around that, that period. Uh, not the period, but around the time that she's fertile. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are definitely times when women feel like they want to feel emotionally bonded through sex. But what men are telling me and what the women that I've researched have told me is that w- women really are, are setting this threshold that men have to respond to. You have to make me feel comfortable. You have to make me feel relaxed. You have to make me feel special today, all day, without messing up, and then maybe we'll have sex. And I don't think that's a fair standard for men. Question. And, and maybe, you know, maybe this, this is long gone in long-term marriages, but what about couples where there's just a strong chemistry between the couple? That the, the woman feels it for the man, and the man feels it for the woman. I mean, what I'm about all, that? I, I'm all in favor of that. I mean, people with that, you know, that are people that have that strong chemistry and can manage conflict well. Because we haven't talked about conflict management. Yeah, yet. we're going to talk about you know that what? Next. They don't need to buy my book. You know, they don't even need to listen to this show. I, but I, the problem is that young couples get married with this incredible chemistry. And they say, yes, this is going to carry us for the next 65 years. Yes. Right. And it doesn't do it. One of the places in my book is for sale, besides the usual Amazon and Barnes & Nobles, is at at Mm davidsbridles.com. Because I've I've recently been working with some of the the management there to try to get the message across Mm -hmm. to people even before they get married. Right. You need to learn these skills. 
That okay. passion is not going to carry you. And like I said, if All it right. does, good for you. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about something you just said, which is if you have good chemistry and passion and you can handle conflict well, then you're really doing well. Let's talk about handling conflict next. My guest is Dr. Scott Haltzman, MD. He's the author of the new book, The Secrets of Happily Married Men, Eight Ways to Win Your Hearts, Your Wife's Heart Forever. You can log on to drscott.com and you can log on to secretsofmarriedmen.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia, R- Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. You want to know about it? We want to talk about it. Voice.VoiceAmerica.com Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dogs. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. When we are back, you are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Dr. Scott Holtzman, MD, author of The Secrets of Happily Married Men, Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever, 
log on to drscott.com. Dr. Scott Halsman is a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry and human behavior at Brown University and medical director of NRI Community Services in Rhode Island. He also has an active private practice with a focus on marriage counseling for individuals and couples. You can call us today at, at 335, um, 888-335-5204. Again, 888-335-5204. Positive Living is here on voiceamerica.com on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and as we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can log on to my site, raskinresources.com, for a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. And you can also listen to the shows that are archived on the Voice America site. Welcome back, Dr. Scott Holtzman. Nice to be here. Good. Let's talk about conflict. I want to repeat what I said before. I actually wrote this down because I loved it. You said, if you've got great chemistry and you handle conflict well, you don't need my book. Talk about handling conflict. Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of people have the myth that if you really have a good relationship, you're not going to argue a lot. And that's not non- that's nonsense. It's not what the literature shows. The literature shows that happy couples m- have arguments just as frequently as unhappy couples. But the difference is that they, that they know how to argue well and they know how to manage conflict. And one of the things that I teach in the book is some real simple strategies but incredibly effective for helping people manage conflict. I bet you're wondering what some of those are. Yeah, so that was the next thing. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Well, look, let's start with um, what, what we call the harsh startup. If an argument starts harshly with accusations or bitterness, if you study the people that are arguing and interrupt them three minutes later, about 95% of them are still feeling angry, bitter, and harsh. However, if you shift it around and start up an argument softly, then you're much more likely to have people continue the argument in that vein. And how do you do it? It's really simple. You don't point fingers, and you don't, you don't, you, and you don't accuse the other person. When, when I say, you did this, and point a finger, immediately that person feels defensive. Sure. And when you feel defensive, you respond defensively, and then you start going down the path of anger. So it's much better to say, for instance, instead of you leave the socks on the floor all the time, uh, to say, you know, it bothers me when I get home after my hard day at work and I see socks on the floor. Right. Well, now, when you said that to me, instead of feeling like I have to defend myself, now I feel like I can support you. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you, you know. But that's a strategy that you would use with your children, with your coworkers. I mean, that's good communication. Right. Right, but you'd be surprised when people get angry. They say, well, but I want him to know how angry I am. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily help to let him know how angry you are because if you need to keep in mind what's your objective. Is your objective to get the socks off the floor and to get your message across, or is your objective just to let the person know that you're angry? Mm-hmm. So you'll succeed in letting them know that you're angry if you take the wrong approach. But if you mm-hmm. want to resolve the problem, then it helps to take a more constructive approach to the argument. It's a conflict. And, and the chapter is called Expect Conflict and Learn to Deal with It. The bottom line is conflict is universal. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things that we do in conflict that will make it worse. For instance, I mentioned becoming defensive and being critical of another person. And another thing that happens is we tend to shut down sometimes and just walk away. That one I know. And, and, and you know what? That hurts because you feel like, you know, you just feel like suddenly you're talking into a void. And so sometimes withdrawing or stonewalling 
can be just as destructive, even though you think that you're doing a, a good thing by pulling away. Well, sometimes a person shuts down because they're just hurt. They just feel immobilized. They feel like they've been attacked, so they just shut down. And one of the things I want to teach people is if you don't take these discussions and arguments personally, if you try to read between the lines and understand what, you're, what, what you know, your spouse is getting at, you're going to be much more constructive. You know, here's a classic example, and I think this is, I think this is true. Women tend to use the phrase always and never uh, much more than men do, at least in my, my office practice. So, so my wife might say to me, you always forget to take the garbage out in the morning. Now, I can respond to that and I can say, no, 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 I can, I can specifically remember when three weeks ago I took it out because there was a dog out there and, I, and I'm going to get defensive. But what I'd say to, peop- to people, and particularly to men, because that's who I'm writing the book to, is read between the lines. What is she really saying? Ignore the harshness and try to get to what the underlying message is. And in that case, the message is, I don't feel well taken care of in this household. And you respond to that, you're going to get somewhere. Very good. All right, let's go to some of the... You have eight ways to win your wife's heart forever. We did two. Please repeat them, and then let's go on and see if we can do the others. This is kind of a test to see what I can... You know, I, I know I've got the seven dwarfs down. Now can I figure <laughs> out the, the eight ways? You should have them all memorized, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, I always like to keep them fresh in my mind. But the first way is to make marriage your job. Right, you said that one, right? And uh, the second one is to get to know your wife. Really try to figure out who she is. Don't drop all your past assumptions and really start taking a fresh view at who she is. The third way is be home now. We talked about the fourth way, which is... What do you mean be home now? Well, it's really a difficult adjustment. This, by the way, this is one of the areas that men struggle with the most. Because you can't be out living, uh, you know, you can't be out, for instance, when you just get married. You can't be golfing on Saturdays and Sundays and playing poker with your buddies on the weekends and still expect your marriage to stay together. Your wife expects you to be in the home. That's what getting married is to her, and you need to make that adjustment. You can't be a bachelor and be married at the same time. But the other reason men struggle with this is because a lot of times men see themselves being outside the home because they're making a contribution to the household. They're out there working. They're, they're getting ahead in the corporate world. And in their minds, they really feel this is their way of showing love to their spouse. The problem is that their wife might not interpret it that way. So they have to really get that balance in place where, they, where, where men really have to recognize that you need to be home. Home is where the... You know, the hearth, the kettle, the real, uh, not your Internet home, but your real brick-and-mortar home. Great. Okay, number four. Number four, I think we just talked about number four, didn't we? Expect conflict and learn to deal with it. Because once you're home, of course, then you have to to confront the conflict that comes your ways. But but I think that, that, again, if you learn the skills to do it, you you won't feel nearly, nearly so overwhelmed with that. Okay. And uh, the fifth way is learn to listen. What a wonderful skill that is. You know, people really need to feel heard. It's a core value. And until, and you, you mentioned earlier children and workplace, and this is really true of just about any situation. If you're in any type of interpersonal interaction, that 
person that you're talking with, main objective is to be heard and understood. And once, in the case of your wife, once she feels understood and listened to, then communication is much easier. So really, what Learn to Listen is about is about teaching men how to listen. And in those strategies, you asked earlier whether women could use the same strategies. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, there's a part in the book where I'm teaching about reflective listening. Mm-hmm. And I point out that, that, you're, that, um, that, that your wife may not even know you're doing it. But if she does read the book, then she'll no longer be able to plead ignorance. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's good skills in here for women and men to learn. But there are some things that men do that they just need to get away from. You know, when men communicate, sometimes their noses are in the newspaper or they're watching TV or their their computer's on. And if if she's trying to say something important to you, having those things interfere, give her the message that you're not paying attention. And so don't be surprised if later on she says, you never listen. Mm -hmm. Okay, number... Six. Number six. Once you've learned how to listen and, and, and kind of have a good understanding of who she is, the next way is aim to please. And unfortunately, most of us treat strangers better than we treat our own spouses. You know, we're more cordial, we're more polite. And I think we need to get back to where we were as men when we were dating our wives. You know how, you know, when your husband started, was dating you, he was... He was sending you cards, and he was bringing you mm-hmm. flowers, and he'd, he'd, he'd hire a mariachi band and serenade you outside your window. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not the mariachi band, but, <laughs> but really made an effort to make uh-huh. you feel special. And what happens? We get married, we get lazy, and we forget to do those things. You know, that's, when, I, when I see men, the very first visit in my office, when, you know, when their wives leave and I talk to them for a minute, I say, look, do me a favor. Send her a card this week. You know, bring flowers home. Because that stuff means something oh, to your it wife. It really does. Right, it does, because it doesn't mean anything to the guy. And, and you know something? Sometimes the flowers and the card mean as much as the present or more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yet, you know what men say? Well, I work all day. That shows her I love her. But you need to communicate in, in the language that your wife hears. You know, it doesn't do you any good if... If, you're, if you think that you're giving her something that she loves and desires and mm-hmm. wants. And there's just so many ways that you mm-hmm. can be creative about Great. We're going to have to take another it. break. We've got two more points. Fabulous material, really. I, 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 it's, it's excellent. And, folks, you can call us at 888-335-5204. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest is Dr. Scott Haltzman, M.D., author of the new book, The Secrets of Happily Married Men, Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever. You can log on to drscott.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Solid programming. Outstanding shows. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Ever wonder what's in your future? Why you are the way you are? Or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to the Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over a reported 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions on psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognizing your own psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. That's the Jackie Marie Show, broadcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on voiceamerica.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for some spiritual enlightenment? If the answer is yes, then you need to join Jeffrey Gitterman every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time here on Voice America. Spiritual Enlightenment is a show that will discuss a wide variety of spiritual subjects and how your beliefs and those of others affect your daily life. Learn about yourself. Listen to Spiritual Enlightenment with Jeffrey Gitterman. You'll be glad you did. Spiritual Enlightenment every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. And I'm Patricia Raskin. Again, I'm always so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. What Positive Living does every week is try to bring you practical strategies and positive information and inspiration that can really help you live the kind of life you want. Today is no exception. My guest is Dr. Scott Holtzman, MD, author of the new book, The Secrets of Happily Married Men, Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever. And you can log on to drscott.com. Dr. Scott Holtzman is a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry and human behavior at Brown University and medical director of NRI Community Services in Rhode Island. He has an active practice, private practice, with a focus on marriage counseling for individuals and couples. And you can call us at 888-335-5204. Welcome back, Dr. Holtzman. Thank you, Mr. Okay, two more of your eight ways to win your wife's heart forever, number seven and eight. Well, number seven is the one that every man that picks up the book is waiting for. Yep. And that's a chapter about sex. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Go ahead. It's called Understand the Truth About Sex. Here's, here's the, the, the main message, and you, you spoke earlier uh, with me about how much of a role does sex play in marriage. And, and 
particularly when mar- when marriages are are in trouble, it, it plays a role. But you know, I think that men have been getting a really a raw deal when it comes to advice from therapists and, and from talk show hosts because this is the main message that they get. What what the, what they'll say is that this that, that here's how to get more wife from more sex from your wife. You know, you need to, women need to be courted all day long. So you need to call her from work and you need to, you know, send her a nice email and bring flowers when you come home at the end of the day. And and so so men kind of say, all right, fine. In keeping with my philosophy, men say, you've given me a task. I can think of this as a job. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So the man calls his wife four times that day, uh, you know, brings a card home, brings flowers home, and gets home, and it's got this big grin on his face, right? And the wife kind of looks at him like, what? You know, you, mm-hmm. do you expect me just, you know, you expect you do all this because you expect me to have sex with you. And... And, and and the guy's kind of like, well, but that's what all the experts said I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the point is that that I look, I have nothing against all that courtship. We just got done talking about aim to please. Mm-hmm. I really am a big believer that you need to make your wife feel special. Mm-hmm. You need to make her feel like she is number one in your heart. But sometimes it goes beyond, you know, just courting her and and really establishing a close emotional connection. Sometimes. You've got to get to the point in your, in your relationship where you can actually just start talking about it. And you can say, look, this is an important need for me, and we need to find a way to fulfill this need. Uh, for me, because it's also, you know, it's also important for our, our relationship. And here's the interesting thing. You know, and studies have shown this in, in a number of different ways. Women may believe that they absolutely have to have the desire before they start jumping into the bed with their husband, but... Studies show that sometimes once you start going, then the desire comes. Mm-hmm. And very frequently women will say, well, I didn't think I was interested, but you know what? Once we got going, you know, things, things turned around. Mm-hmm. So, so women need to be more receptive to the fact that if a man is trying to court her, she's got to respond and be more involved in the sexual relationship and stop waiting for him to, to jump through hoops to get where to, to this somehow mystical undefined place that he's got to be in order for her to be ready to have sex. You mean in terms of courting her? In terms of courting her or not necessarily even courtship. You know, he may, he may do a great job courting her, but he may come home at the end of the day and not, um, not put the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. And in her mind, she's saying, you know, that's son of a gun. Right. You know, he comes in here, 6 o'clock at night, checks his email, I have to put the kids to bed, uh, we're not having sex tonight. And meanwhile, he's thinking to himself, this is awesome. You know, I called her three times. I sent her flowers. Mm-hmm. I sent her a card yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it arrived in the mail today. Right. What could be better? So mm-hmm. sometimes it even goes beyond courtship. But I'm saying there are lots of things. The women, you know, will, will often set up a lot of barriers for their husbands to have sex. Not all the time, but in many cases. And I think men and women both need to be sensitive to okay. this. Let's do number eight. Well, number That's eight one. is introduce yourself. You know, one of the points that I make in this book is that your main mission is to help your wife feel like she is someone that you care about, that you've devoted your life to, that you are trying to make special, and, who's, and, and she is your number one concern. And only 
when your wife starts to feel that way, will she start to relax and pay attention to your needs? I wish it weren't that way. But in my experience, it, 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 it takes a while for, men to, for women to develop that sense of trust. And so they're waiting for their husbands to prove to them that they can be trusted, that they're going to be looking out for their wives. And when the wives feel that way, then a man can start to get his needs met. Introduce yourself is divided into two sections. The first part is, who the heck are you? I mean, if you're out of shape, if you're rude, if you're offensive, if you're having affairs, if you're drinking, then why would you introduce yourself to your wife? Mm-hmm. You know, make yourself someone that, that your wife should be attracted to. Mm-hmm. Even though you were attracted back when you met and when you were on the high school football team. But the second part is teaching men how to go about asking for what they want and, and how to communicate with your wife so that you can get some of the toys that you want too or some of the pleasures that you want, some of the free time that you want, or, as we talked about before, some of the sex that you want. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. We're, we're running out of time. If people get one thing out of this program, which is the secrets of happily married men, Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever. What do you want both men and women to get? The main message that I'd like people to get is that men are not relationship incompetent. You know, men have been labeled by sitcoms and by the media Mm -hmm. as being kind of doofuses when it comes to marriage. And that if anyone's going to fix a marriage, it's going to be a woman because women know relationships. I really want people to start thinking about men as being competent relationships and able in relationships and as being problem solvers and men can use their inborn fix it skills to make relationships great that's what i want people to recognize mm. fabulous thank you so much for coming on the program dr hoffman let's um give us any more information um in terms of seminars or anything that you want people to know that they can look up that's well you can go to drscott.com and it tells uh where i'll be uh where I'll be in uh, giving talks uh, in the, uh, you mentioned you're originally from Connecticut. I'll be giving a talk in Connecticut and hand in Connecticut in a couple weeks. I'll actually be in New York City um, at a book signing, uh, actually on, on Wednesday, for your audience that's listening to it today. I'll be down in Coliseum Books on January 25th. Uh, and, and also, of course, I'll be in Atlanta in, in June at the Smart Marriages Conference. But uh, you can also read an excerpt from my uh, from my book in Washington Post. It should be in tomorrow's, which mm. is Tuesday's, Washington Post. And uh, look, you know, I'm trying to get together a community of men uh, and women who love these men to really understand that we can dramatically change the course mm. of relationships, make marriages better and stronger, and feel darn good about doing it. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Dr. Scott Holtzman, thank you, and stay on the line. Dr. Scott Holtzman, the author of The Secrets of Happily Married Men, Eight Ways to Win Your Wife's Heart Forever, log on to drscott.com, or either one, secretsofmarriedmen.com, correct? Correct, that's right. Thank you. All right, next week, folks, I'm going to interview Frankie Boyer, who is a syndicated radio talk show host who focuses on traditional and alternative approaches to anti-aging and healthy living. Uh, Her talk show is in Boston. Along with introducing some of the world's premier experts on health and fitness and medicine, she makes it a point to discuss important health issues and helps today's businessmen and women stay fit mentally and physically. You can log on to FrankieBoyer.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin. I'm at RaskinResources.com. 
My shows are archived on voiceamerica.com. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you each week and to help you live the kind of life you want to. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.